on your nation station, 90.4 FM. You're listening to Ain't Nobody Listening with Abdullah Al-Ma'wali and with me in the studio is Surah Al-Rawas. Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to my mother. Oh, yay. Hi. Yeah, she messaged on Instagram saying, I love the subject. Thanks, Mama. Oh, yay. Thanks for <laughs> tuning in. We also got a message from another listener who would remain anonymous. Uh, I'm listening. Love the intro. Great to hear Surah on the air to share her valuable insights and in general sharing her great personality. Great Aww. show. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, you know, I've seen and heard a lot of interviews of yours. Okay. Thank you. And, if and I'm I, sorry, I guess. <laughs> not sorry at all. Okay. I'm very honored to be friends with someone as uh, intelligent and proactive as you. But Thank I've you. also noticed a lack. Okay. Of you sharing about you, about Surah, about who Surah is, you know. You're so passionate about the topics that you talk about. Yeah. And you tend to stay focused on that. But me being Abdullah Ma'wali. All right. <laughs> I think you're the only person who's ever said I stay focused on one topic. I usually get told I should focus more. Really? By who? Who are these haters? Um... People who are giving me career advice. (laughs) (laughs) They say you should pick a thing and stick to it. And that's never been something I'm good at. So I'll tell you one thing that uh, always fascinated me about you. Um, You are a doctor. You come from a very scientific field. You're very science-minded. Yes. And uh, that's why I love our uh, scientific-inspired conversations. (laughs) Even though I'm not, I consider myself myself definitely a layman in a lot of topics. But I'm I'm curious. um, Yeah. And I think curiosity is something we should all cultivate. Absolutely. 100% Especially agree. Especially about things we don't know much about. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, that's I, what, that's why when you said the uh, women's health, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to pretend like I know anything about it. Just uh, right. educate me, you know, uh, help me figure that out. Um, right. And then, this, so one thing is that you're very scientific minded, you're a doctor and all that. And then you have this other side of Surah, which I'm not sure a lot of people know about the fact that you're a yoga instructor. Yeah. And you're very connected to your spirituality and all of that. So. Who is Sura? <laughs> you know, even reading your Instagram wow. profile is like you you do, you don't even know how to define that. I mean, how do you define? <laughs> you know, it's hard. Infinite, you know? right? Like yeah. we're like here's okay. I'm gonna say this: our sense of self is often a very limited sense of who we are so a lot of us we walk around thinking of ourselves and i'm sorry like it's, you asked me a philosophical question so i'm gonna We're give you totally, a philosophical let's answer get philosophical. Like, okay fine yeah, i love it so i think somewhere i was in uni i was 21 and i asked myself this question what can you take away from me that would make me no longer surah mm. like who is surah it's a, it's a tough Oof. question right yeah and i started thinking like is it like where i'm from is it like my family? Is it my education? Is it what I do for a living? Is it my health? Is it my brain? Is it my personality? And you know, when you list it like that, each of these things are potentially things that can be taken away from you, right? Yeah. Through by like life events. Yeah. And when you ask yourself this question and you start thinking about what you identify with. Be- before yeah. you, you help guide us, oh my I, God. I, I, would, I would like to stick to that for a second because you could make a strong case uh, t- uh, and to say that your brains and your memories make you who you are, but you can Do lose. They, it. Yeah, you can make a case for that. And uh, then I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's the thing, right? So what is what is something that is so innate, so indestructible, so infinite, 
you know and i don't know if you believe in souls or not but yeah. like i i find that belief is one thing but sometimes like i'm and i got to a point where it's for me it doesn't make sense mm. not to think about it right okay. when you think about this big thing called life right and so my sense of self is always evolving and i think it allows you when you're not attached to anything to stay flexible mm. and to stay open minded and stay curious about how you're going to show up and invite yourself to be the best version that fits where you're going to show up to if that makes sense yeah because if you if you're set on a certain identity say sort of the doctor right then, then sort of the doctor can't be seen doing yoga Why not? I guess right. I don't know why not. I don't see them as mutually exclusive. <laughs> my, but, my point is yeah. there is this idea of what uh, a person with a certain identity right. should act and behave like. We have stereotypes. We have right. stereotypes. Yes. Which nobody can say that they're a good thing. No. But uh, we we have them nonetheless. But I think when you start thinking like that, you realize that stereotypes are very limiting. Yeah. And any human is more than what they do, is more than who their family is, is more than whether they like coffee or tea or whether they're bubbly or introverted like there's more to all of us than that right we're an ocean of self that we can explore but you're like i'm going to veer off from the philosophical discussion a little bit Why? because well i don't know as you said i don't usually do this on the air yeah it it could um, it, we could have to like uh try snake to in and out. snake in and out of different areas depending on right. what's uh, radio appropriate but that's a fun experiment i'm ready all right so you asked me about yoga yeah so and you, okay so people talk about yoga versus science or spirituality versus science and mm. again i don't see those things as mutually, mutually exclusive, exclusive right oh. so what is the scientific method the scientific method is to keep a radically open mind to ask questions in a non-biased way and to treat data um as any data that you get with seriousness right so if you make a model and then you have data points that don't fit into that model then the scientific thing to do is to reevaluate the model and try and explain why you have data points that don't fit that model. Yes. So fine, having said that, we have and but having said that, the scientific community can still be guilty of becoming dogmatic about some things. And I know I'm saying that and all the conspiracy theorists are going to get so excited right now because they're like, "See, she's saying that's this. why I never took the vaccine." That's why, like exactly. <laughs> no. No, that's not the take home from what I'm about to say. <laughs> yeah. But But really the the science is a method it is not a belief system mm. which means that if you have a belief or if you arrive at an information using the scientific method and then more information presents itself the scientific thing to do is to evaluate it with an open mind and reassess what you think you know so it's a process Mm-hmm. which is why going back to covid what we were talking about earlier that's why we learn over time right first we said no need for masks then we said okay we do need masks because more information presented itself that said okay no masks are a good idea so the scientific thing to do is to adapt is to be flexible is to say okay right. now we know more so we're going to do this so how do i apply this to my own life Yeah. So I worked as a doctor in primary care uh, when I was in Boston. So in primary care you get to know your patients over time. And you get to really and unlike other specialties where you know you like I have a fracture I fix it or someone comes in with a problem I give them a pill I fix it, you know, mm. if you're like an infectious diseases. In primary care you really get to know people over time. So you get to know like the aches and pains that don't really go away and you get to know like the behaviors that they struggle with over time. And you really get to 
it's harder to dehumanize someone that you get to know over time than someone you're seeing for a day who's a diagnosis that you're giving a medicine for who's going to leave in the next two, three days from the okay. hospital, right? And then you, when you lean in to that kind of medical practice, you understand that even though modern medicine has given us a lot, there's limitations so far to what modern medicine has achieved so far. This doesn't mean that science is bad. It just means we need to be honor where we have gotten so far when it comes to modern medicine. And also there's a lot of phenomena that in mainstream scientific community up until recently, recently this is changing, but over the time that I was training and practicing more, mm. there was this idea that humans are machines that are just particles and consciousness is because of the neuronal firing of our brains. Yeah. However, there's a lot of data that doesn't really, is not really consistent oh, yeah? with that. Mm -hmm. Yes. So A, what we know about quantum physics, right? We know there's, and again, tell me if this is too much. For no, please go. Okay. But we, there's something called the observer effect, yeah. which means if by me looking at something, I impact it. Yeah. I have an effect on it. I cannot wrap my head around that. You like, cannot explain that with yeah. a materialistic model no. of science. You can't explain that if my thoughts are purely a product. Could you give me an example of what that is for listeners who yeah. don't know what we're talking so, about? So, for example, do you know about waves versus particles? Mm -hmm, a little bit. Okay. Um, Yes. So the so what what was what was the groundbreaking experiment, right? That started quantum physics. It's called the Bohr phenomena. So we think of light as a wave usually, mm -hmm. right? Is how we're taught about it in school. However, light under some circumstances acts like a particle, which means it has a mass, it responds to gravity, it can bend, you know? Yeah. So that doesn't make sense, right? Because in school we're taught that some things are waves, some yeah. things are particles, and then you're either this or that. Like right. radio waves are radio waves. They don't have a mass or a gravity, X-rays, gamma rays, etc. But light acts like a wave and it acts like a particle. And the experiments found that by trying to detect light, this observer effect, you can make it act more like a particle. Okay, you how? See? Just by looking at it, by trying to measure it. Other, let me give you some, a more concrete, example, yeah. a less abstract example. Yeah. So, okay, so they did, um, they did experiments that try and influence something called a random number sequence generator, right? So you have a random number sequence generator that's making like zeros and ones, mm -hmm. which should be at 50%, like 50% zeros, 50% ones, okay. right? And then they had a group of people concentrate to try and make this random number generator make more ones. Okay, okay. And it worked. No. Yes. Come on And now. statistically, even like the president <laughs> of the American Statistical Society said that statistically, this cannot be explained by chance. How, how, how legit is this? This is legit. You can look it up. Oh my God. Yes. So the observer <laughs> effect is real. When you have enough people focusing their attention on an outcome... That, why do we pray? Why do you think we pray? Mm. This is why, right? You're trying to influence right. an outcome. This is, there's actually scientific reason why that. Oh, let me give you another more concrete, a medical example. Okay. So they did an experiment. And uh, get I think get a was, little closer to your mic. Sorry. Yeah, right. they, I, as I get excited, I sway. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> so they did an experiment. I think it was in California. And mm. they took a group of patients in a cardiac care unit. And they had random people pray for half of them and not pray for half of them. Okay. And the people, the patients did not know if they were being prayed for or not. And the patients who were prayed for had lower pain scores got discharged from the hospital faster and had better outcomes than the people who weren't prayed for. Wow. So 
Uh, and then there's something similar to this when it comes to plants, no? Like when yes. when when you say kind things to yes. the plants and uh, yes. treat it with love and care, it flourishes yes. more than plants that don't. Yes. I don't understand, Sora. <laughs> well, you don't understand as long as you're trying to explain things using the materialist model. Exactly. Of consciousness. That's the problem. So what's the materialist model is that consciousness arises from particles in our brain. However, the non-materialist model is that consciousness comes first. And then matter happens. So if you do that, then all of these have an explanation. Even quantum physics makes more sense when you have the non-materialist model, when you have the consciousness first model. You're literally blowing my mind right now, so, um, giving me chills. So, so it basically, connect, connect, this connect, this, to... connect this to yourself now. Okay. When did yoga happen for you? So my first exposure to yoga, I was 17. And my first exposure to it was like a physical exercise, mm. um, like something that helps you stay fit and stay flexible. Mm. However, as I understood more and as I got more exposed to like meditations, um, you start having experiences. So I don't know if you meditate, but anybody who's done meditation. I do. Okay. Yeah. So when you meditate, you have a different kind of awareness, right? Mm -hmm. It feel like it feels different. You go somewhere that you don't normally live in. Uh, for me, at least, it feels uh, not going anywhere, but actually being here for a change. Because every other state, I'm not here. I'm, I'm somewhere else. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And th this here, this is a different state, right. you know, of being. So, and also I started understanding it's how it affects my psyche, my, my health, my sense of pain, my mm. emotion. And it gave me this method of sort of dealing with my emotions in a way that was actually effective. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, I, and I guess I started becoming interested because I realized that we're being very limited and not looking at what people have been doing further east, right? So in modern medicine, the focus has been on this chemical goes there. If I affect this thing, this chemical structure, I can yeah. have this outcome. But the east is really where they've done a lot of work with consciousness, right? Through the various schools. Like yoga is one of many like schools of spirituality in the East. And we call it spirituality because we have this idea that it's an other. But really, these are people who've been experimenting and working and looking at what we can do by altering our states of consciousness and the impact that can have on your body. Yeah. So for me, the scientific thing to do is to be curious and to explore and to learn and to see for yourself. Like that's for me is the scientific method. You need to have a radically open mind and look at information that is outside of your normal data set. You so, are aware of a lot of the taboo associated to yoga, particularly here in the country. Yeah, I recently had a big Twitter argument about this. However, I think it's based on a lot of misinformation. People are afraid of what they don't know. Mm. Um, dogma in general is fear of unknown. It is lack of mental flexibility. And sadly, sometimes when you have difficult concepts, it's easy for people to take away a sound bite and then take the sound bite as the entirety of a body of work and be like, aha, see, the soundbite is there. How did you know that's what I was going to do with your interview? I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> You're evil. No, okay. <laughs> Just jokes. <laughs> okay, so 17. What got you into it? Um... Curiosity, I guess. I guess I'm a curious. When you're a nerd, when you're a geek, you're just curious, right, about new things. You wanna, you wanna find out. And so there was this gym. It was a women's gym. I think it was in summer. I think it's closed now. But in Shat Al Quram, they had a women's only spa, and they had a yoga teacher. Mm. And I started going to the classes, and it just felt so good. I remember the uh, the time when you were training uh, to become a yoga instructor. Yeah. 
Why did you decide to do that? When when did you decide that you want to teach? Honestly, I didn't do the training initially because I wanted to teach. I did it because I wanted to learn and deepen mm. my own practice. Um, and there's a lot of teachers around who have much more experience than me, right? So I'm not going to pretend to be like the yeah. yoga teacher that everybody should go to. Yeah. It's, it's a journey and there's a lot more that I would love to learn about this. However, what naturally happens when you love something and when you, it's helped you, you're, it's going to bubble out of you and you want to share it with the people that you know. So that's sort of been my journey into teaching yoga. I didn't set out trying to become a yoga teacher. But what happens is I happen to have the medical information and even where modern medicine has looked at yoga, it's had really great effects on like back pain. It's beaten physiotherapy in almost everything that they've compared yoga For to. Real? Yeah. Because I have serious lower back issues. Yoga, man. But the thing is, whenever I do yoga, even the most basic of moves, it, it really messes with my back. And then apparently in ways it's not supposed to. So some instructors are just like, uh, I don't know how to deal with this. Mm. Maybe go look at a doctor. <laughs> I mean, not every yoga instructor would be comfortable dealing with injury. So we yeah. have to understand there's a spectrum, right? So if you, if you need to, ideally, if you have an injury, if you have an issue, deal with someone who's a yoga therapist and ask the teacher, be honest. Are you comfortable working with people with injuries? Mm. And not every yoga teacher might be comfortable doing that. And that is fine because there's something for everyone. And yes, absolutely also work with your doctor because not like... I happen to be a doctor who's also a yoga teacher, right? But there's a lot, but I'm not a yoga How therapist, convenient. for example. It's convenient, <laughs> but I'm not a yoga therapist. Yeah. So a yoga therapist would have a lot more information from mm. the yogic school of thought about how to deal with your back pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly if it's making it worse, then mm. that's probably not the right thing for you. And maybe that's not the, because there's so many kinds of yoga as well. Right. It's not the kind of yoga that's right for you. But it's such a vast school. And I think it's hard for people to know where to go. Mm. Um, and I was talking about something else before you asked that it's question. It's okay. Let's come okay. back to sir, the person again. Okay. Sir, okay. So I, was, Let, I, I guess I was just going to say, it just sort of bubbled out of me and my friends and family. Mm. I found that I have this set of skills that I wanted to share. Yeah. Tell me about your hobbies. Other than yoga and meditation. Yeah. <laughs> I like being outdoors, honestly. I love camping. Um, I like trekking. I like hiking. I like mm. challenging myself physically. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. If you could describe yourself in three words, what would those three words be? Oh, wow. Yeah, especially for a person who doesn't want to put a label on themselves. So three words are hard. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to say loving. Okay. Enthusiastic. And... What's the last one? Loving and enthusiastic, I think, are the two big ones. What's the third one? Curious. I was thinking you were going to pick that one. What drives you to do all of this? You you speak in public uh, platforms and you're great at it and you offer a lot of information that is beneficial to humanity as a whole if you know personally i think so but what drives you why do you care because i know how hard it is not to know um before i went into med school i was someone who like for example i talked about fibromyalgia right and Mm. this chronic i had that i didn't know i had that but i had all these pains that I was worried. I, th- I always like I, I was diagnosing myself. Can with you weird tell me things. what that is? So this is when you have like a lot of pain in your body that doesn't really have a physical reason. It's related to emotional pain. Okay. So and I would like and it happened to me. I'd have like family members who'd have pain that gave me a lot of concern and stress and fear. So before I went into medical school, I had a lot of fear in my life related to what I don't know. Mm. And I 
remember feeling like when I had these aha moments as I learned more and studied more in medical school, mm -hmm. it completely changed my life. This information that I started getting in medical school felt like it completely changed how I deal with my body. It completely changed how I deal with my family when they have mental, uh, mental or physical issues. Mm -hmm. And that dramatic improvement in my quality of life simply by knowing not to be afraid of certain things mm -hmm. made me feel like more people need to know this. Like, why don't more people know this? It's important. And um, so I think when you know how amazing something can be, if only people knew about it, it's sort of hard not to share it. And I think that's what drives me. Wow. Well, what if people don't know about it? Well, then there's unnecessary pain, right? I feel like there's so much pain and suffering related to lack of information in the world in general. Like you can apply this to so much. Mm. So when you do have information, I feel it's your duty to share it. It's a duty. Um, right? That's For me, that's a call to, be, to do the dutiful thing, to do the right thing. And the right thing is whatever you, and we all have different things to share, right? Mm -hmm. Some people have love to share. Some people have money to share. Some people have skills to share. Some people have creativity to share. And I think I'm someone who has information to share. Um, I think using this nerdiness, this curiosity to go yeah. and read these big textbooks about random esoteric subjects, <laughs> like, okay, that's what I have to mm -hmm. figure out. And then let me share it. Yeah. You know, that's, we're all here to share and to connect ultimately, you know? Absolutely. Wow, we're going to go on a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about this project that you're working on. All right. I'd say project for now. Um, right. I guess you'll find out after we're back. In the meanwhile, we're taking your calls. If you have any questions in any of the topics that we've covered, and we've covered quite a bit. We've covered COVID. <laughs> we've covered women's health. We've covered um, Sarah as a human being <laughs> and her journey, a, a very small part of her journey with yoga and a little bit about yoga and the connection to science. <laughs> Oh my God, we covered so much. So if you have any questions or input, uh, please feel free. Or if you want to tell us to stop. Also. Or if you want to tell us to stop or that you're not listening, you just call in 2460-2058. Oh man. The Nation Station. 90.4 FM. And we're back. You're listening to Ain't Nobody Listening. Abdullah Al-Ma'wali here. Not much time left. We got about 15, 17 minutes to go mm -hmm. till it's the end of our time. When in the studio here, we had Dr. Surah Ar-Rawas. Hello. And on the phone, uh, we have our colleague, Sami Al-Asmi, who just found out today that he got COVID. Hello, mm -hmm. Sami. Hey, hey, hey. Nobody listening. <laughs> Salamat. <laughs> Allah salamik, Dr. Thank you. <laughs> How are you feeling? Yeah. I'm good, I'm good. Um, like, I'm not sure, like, I feel cold, or have headache, I have stab. Nice. Uh, overall, I'm doing okay, I think. I'm so sorry. Um, I hope it remains easy for you. Are you vaccinated? Inshallah, yeah, I got my second dose okay, in July. Job. How did you get infected? Do you have an idea? Do you know? I have no clue. Um, I know I went up. Basically, I traveled. Yeah, uh, Dubai, lah. So that's for sure what happened. Okay. And I remember driving back um, on the drive, like I felt like the fever. Mm. And the moment I was like, okay, it's definitely COVID, is when I got like those shivers, you know, very strong shivers, where like you almost like, like you shake and you like almost fall from the shake. Mm. I was like, wow. that's definitely it. So you got tested, I right? He did when I arrived here. I notified my uh, workplace and I immediately went to get the test. 
Yeah. That's today, right? You got the result today. Yeah, yeah, today. <clears throat> yeah. And I hopefully you're isolating well and you have everything you need. And Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we were so excited and, uh, about recording our project. Food as well. We were so excited about recording our project today and tomorrow. We had such a busy week ahead of us, yeah. but man, uh, life happens, huh? <laughs> Stay <laughs> safe. Does. Yeah, and um, make sure you have like an emergency contact and someone you can call in case you need help. But hopefully, it'll be smooth and easy and. You'll recover well. Yeah, inshallah. definitely. I've got a couple of contacts and I informed the health unit at work as well. Good. Yeah. And keeping an eye, basically, especially with my breath, just in case. Yeah. If yeah. I start having short breaths or trouble breathing, I think mm. that would be it. Hopefully uh, but, not. Uh, keeping an eye on it all the time. Uh, yeah, definitely. Surah, is there any way of knowing what variant you have according to the symptoms? Uh, no, you'll need to get tested specifically. And the COVID test that tells you if you're positive or negative does not tell you what variant you have. Yeah. You mm-hmm. tend to assume what variant depending on the you know percentages in the country that you're in. And these are data that get centralized, right, to the Ministry so, of Health. Uh, if they're not testing for the variant, how do they know how many cases are from Omicron? Well, the Ministry of Health tests, but they won't necessarily tell you when you get tested for COVID, um, right? So, But the Ministry of Health did announce that we have two cases of the Omicron variant in Oman. Mm. Um, so it's still new. We, we don't know. We, you cannot tell if what you have is Omicron or Delta. And honestly, it doesn't matter because you're going to do the yeah. same thing anyway, right? You're going to isolate That's anyway. True. You're going to treat it the same. So I don't know that it matters mm. what variant you have. And I wouldn't spend any time or effort or money trying to chase that information. Yeah, uh, man, you just rest all our projects. Kalshe, it's it's gonna happen. Heaven it's gonna happen. Out. Yeah, it, it's really exciting stuff. So I like you don't know. We can't talk about it. And for those of you just uh, tuning in, like you know this voice. He sounds different. This is Sami Asmi. He has a show every weekend. Not this weekend. Uh, he has a show called uh, Through Their Playlist. And there's exciting stuff happening next season. Just get well. Focus on that right now, and everything else will happen. Uh, thanks, Abdullah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Sura. Nice hearing your voice. Nice hearing your voice. Yeah. Get well soon. <laughs> Yalla. Yalla. Have a great night. You, guys. Too. you too. Bye. Bye. Yeah, so um, that's Samil Asmi, a colleague of ours, um, unfortunately just got COVID. So it goes to show that the situation is serious. And serious as in the this virus is spreading. This is not a drill. This, this is, is not, not a, drill. a drill. It's here, you know. <laughs> yes. But I wanted to talk to you before we run out of time, uh, Sura, about you have a consultancy. Yes. So I opened a consultancy company with my sister, Dr. Mada Al-Rawas. Mm. Um, so our focus is healthcare consulting. Mm. Um, we target institutions and individuals. And I think people like have been asking me, what does it mean to ask for a consulting as an individual with you? Why should we go to a healthcare consultant? And really, this idea came to me from just seeing what questions people are asking me all the time. So people who have a diagnosis that they... And, and you know, like especially in this part of the world, I even wrote an article about it a few months ago. We have a lot... A few years ago, sorry. We have a lot of doctor shopping, right? When people have a new diagnosis, they go to Dr. A and B and C and to Thailand and to India and to Germany and to London, mm-hmm. trying to find answers. And thousands of reals later, they may or may not have answers. And most likely, they're more confused than they were before. Mm-hmm. So what basically I'm offering is if that applies to you, you can come to me if you have a new diagnosis or a new situation that you feel like you're about to start this 
saga of doctor shopping I and see. you want someone to help guide you on what makes sense and what like is this something worth traveling for or is this something you can seek healthcare for here or mm. if you went to like four doctors who gave you four different opinions you want someone who's neutral who will give you data driven answers and recommendations based on what you heard from these doctors so i'm not practicing as a clinician is what I must highlight. Okay. This is not, you don't contact me if you have a medical emergency. Um, you're so not contacting me with a symptom. Is it, you're doing a, the bulk of the research and what needs to be done? Is that what that is? So I would basically help you make sense of divergent medical opinions that you might be getting. I see. So if you want a summary about your, your medical, so if you have like medical reports from 10 different hospitals mm. and you want a summary, that puts them all together. Or if you have like, for example, a new treatment that's very invasive and you want the evidence for this new drug, for example, mm. I can help get that for you. So the idea is you want a doctor whose only priority is you. Yeah. who doesn't have any other agendas, doesn't have like, because clinic, clinical settings are very busy. Doctors wear a lot of hats, right? They can consult for pharmaceutical companies. They tend to like in private practice, they tend to also like be partners and stuff. So you want a doctor who only cares about you whose right. opinion is only informed based on what your needs are and sometimes doctors simply don't have time right because if you're seeing like 20 patients in yeah. a couple of hours i have a couple of doctor friends man it's stressful there it's very stressful yeah. so if you want someone who will take their time to really sit with you talk to you about your health record and really and this is the thing like i would look at medical records i'm not i'm not going to examine you i'm not going to try and give you a diagnosis but you can bring your medical records and i can help you like go through them if you're a family that like needs to deal with a big life-altering diagnosis mm. i'm happy to like sit with you and your family to talk about it yeah. and really quick means. how can they find you so we have an instagram account al surat consulting you can email us at surah.alrawas at al surat consulting.com so it's my first name dot my last name at al surat consulting.com so my name is in the company so it should hopefully make it <laughs> easier and can they also find the details they need on your yes, instagram page on my ig account al surat consulting.com Okay. Uh, what got you into this? What's the gap in the market that you noticed? Why you felt like, okay, this is something I want to do now? So what I just said, right? People are lost. Healthcare is it's getting more complicated. Do you not have a specific situation, for example? Yes, yeah, so I have fr family and friends calling okay. me with these exact examples. Mm. So you'd have like a person who just got diagnosed with high blood pressure, who went to five different doctors. Each doctor gave him a different medicine that he's supposed to take and he was completely lost. So he calls me and we end up having an hour phone call where I try to like help him make sense of like the big, you know, winding road that has oh, I been. I see. So now you know, people like me, your friends cannot just call you exactly. and, say, <laughs> and say, hey, what's this thing on my back? Well, <laughs> yes and no, right? And so, <laughs> the idea is uh, it's people. It's a service that I realized was a gap because even mm. from other countries, people were calling me to like help them make decisions. Because uh, sometimes some medical decisions are really big and really life-altering and you just don't know, right? Mm. So... And I found myself having these conversations, like people, even with COVID, right? People calling me to be like, oh, I don't know, like so-and-so got COVID, who quarantines, who isolates, who does this? Ha companies called me to say, oh, what should we do about COVID compliance? So like, mm. I basically realized there's a big gap in the market. Healthcare is complicated. People don't know who to go to for what. Mm -hmm. And so I'm here to help those who feel they need to they need this help navigating this complicated healthcare system. So it's not really for the young and healthy. It's more for people with more complicated issue, medical yeah. issues that yeah. really are overwhelmed.
with yeah. all the options available and I can help you sort of break it down. Well, I wish you all the best with Thank that. You. That sounds exciting. I hope so. Um, yeah. I'm also excited. sounds intense to be honest with yeah. you. Because yes. people are not going to be coming to you in their best state. But that's what medicine is, right? Like even yeah. like that's what we do as doctors. They don't yeah. come to us in the best state and I sort of I you know, be part of the solution, not part of the problem. So when you see that this is an issue, the best thing to do is try and create options to help be part of the solution. It's not the solution for everything, but it's something. So I, it's the something that I'm offering yeah. if people feel they need it. A question. What was the longest interview you've ever been on? This one. Yes. Definitely this one. I'm <laughs> like, wow. I didn't know we can talk for this long. Oh, we can do anything <laughs> as long as it's within our time frame. And wow. now that we got about seven minutes on the clock and we've been covering so many different topics. Yeah. You're live on our radio. What, what would you like to put out there? You wow. Know? Yeah, it's an open question, I know. I know, it is. Um, like, I guess, based on the topics we talked about. Oh, yeah. yeah or maybe something else. Affirmations. You Affirmations. are beautiful. Oh. You are strong. Keep calm and carry on. <laughs> Keep calm and carry <laughs> but on. But really, like, you know, I, I know I'm kidding, but also it, it's easy to just stress and give up and get overwhelmed, mm. right? And mm. I guess what I would say, if you find yourself just getting overwhelmed, take a deep breath and bring yourself to this moment and ask yourself what in this moment is really really applies often we spend so much worrying about things that don't ultimately matter in five years mm -hmm. you know have you seen those like quizzes what would you tell yourself from five years ago and it's always ago? like calm down right? relax things are gonna be fine we don't need to be headless chicken they are gonna be yeah. fine and we're stronger than we think and all the things we're afraid of even if they happen we'll find a way to deal with it so let's just Enjoy the moment. And that's ultimately what will make life worth living, right? Is bring joy to Abs each moment. Wow. that You ended that in such a beautiful note. Even though I wanted to extend the time <laughs> for a few more minutes, it's such a beautiful place to end it with. Thanks. Well, thank you so much, Sura. Thank you. Sura Arrawas, Dr. Sura Arrawas for being here. <laughs>